Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Roof with Sunny and Tip. Uh, today we've decided that we're going to have a conversation around something that we've sort of, uh, we've mentioned it in a few of our other conversations so far and we thought, well, we may as well talk about it today uh, and that is around our sons who are manifestors and some people who have been listening to these episodes so far might be going why do they keep talking about these manifesto sons like what's so special about it or what what's the big deal about it so that's really what I think we wanted to share today and also I was eager to have the conversation sort of based around how we have both experienced parenting manifestors has highlighted certain types of conditioning within ourselves and for me like it's it's not only highlighted where I have definitely been conditioned but also it's really highlighted where other people how they react to things that my son does I go okay so it's not just me that is like this it seems to be pretty consistent across the board for a lot of people and it's probably why manifestors seem to ruffle so many feathers or can really rub up against people the wrong way sometimes because they really just aren't here to do things the way that majority of us are and I thought a good way of starting this is like in Jenna Zoe's Human Design book, which is just, it's an amazing book when you're just getting started with human design because it gives a really great overview of all the different types. Uh, She goes into the strategies, the signatures and your not self and your authority and your profile and your gifts. And so she says that the essence of a manifester is they are wild, strong, playful creatures Manifestors were born with a very strong sense or are born with a very strong sense of who they want to be. They are born already knowing how to raise themselves, which I think Sunny and I can both totally relate to. But it's likely that as a manifester, they have been told or they've been raised in a way by people that want to use discipline to regulate their natural urges and have probably been told for most of their lives that, no, no, that's not the right way to do things. And what that discipline has actually been doing to a lot of manifestors is constricting their energy and telling them that it's not good to be wild and spontaneous and this strong creature is what they came here to be. So I'm I'm interested, Sunny, to just let you share a little bit around having your son as a manifester. What were some of the the big aha moments for you that you went, okay, now that I understand that about him, these are some of the things that I'm going to have to let go of because I can see that that's somewhere that I have been conditioned that that is the way it's meant to be done. But with this child and having a manifester, it's just not going to work. That he is uncontrollable. That is a word that I have uh, found that can be used to describe a manifesto. And seeing that word uncontrollable in a positive way, not a negative way. And in my conditioning and the way I was parenting him, all I was trying to do 
24-7 was to control him, like in every single way. And I never could. <laughs> like I literally, there was nothing that I could do to make him conform in any way. And as I've learned more and more about manifestors and my son has got other traits about his human design that are even more, that I guess that magnify certain traits in his personality as well. And, and I just want to share manifestors are 9% of the population. So they are quite rare. But as I was learning about all of these things, I had this really profound feeling of, of inner, of what's the word I can use to describe it, of just like relief, a, a really deep relief, knowing that I wasn't, that my actions, my ways, my controlling, like mannerisms, every single thing I was doing to try and control him didn't break him. And I just remember going, oh, thank God, thank God I didn't break him because that would have been heartbreaking. And so now I know all these things about him. I can stop trying to control him and he's free to soar. And, and he is. He's absolutely living in alignment for him. And, and yeah, that's just one thing that I've used to forgive myself for all of the ways that I was trying to control him of that, yeah, he... He's been so self-assured of self-assured of himself and so confident in himself and he didn't ever care. Like he did not ever care about anything that I did or, you know, he just he just is always himself and has always been himself. And that has been, yeah, a huge sense of relief to me. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the control bit I think is one big part of I think we've been conditioned around when you're parenting a child that you, you're meant to control them in some way, whereas manifestors, their independence and their autonomy is just so inherent to them that it's like you said, like you just can't, you can't control them. And from my experience, like you, we have tried so many different things from bribery to just pleading, you know, just you know, standing in front of him, crying my eyes out, just pleading with him to just not do something. And it just, it doesn't have the impact that you want it to have because basically, you know, he he just wants to be able to do what he wants to do. And it's, and, and I mean, as long as he's not hurting anybody, this is how I've now come to look at it. If he's not hurting anybody else, he's not potentially going to hurt himself. Like there's a high risk factor involved in what he's going to do where I feel like I need to step in and you know make the call of, no, nah, no, nah, that's just bloody stupid or dangerous. Most of the time, I sh there aren't any really good reasons why I need to step in and control him other than the fact of, I just, like, I, I'm his parent. I should be controlling him and stopping him from doing this thing. Mm, yeah, that's so true. And they, and learning how to trust them, you know, that's such a big thing. As parents, it's like, I don't know, we're, we're the ones who need to be trusted. Um, you know, we don't put our trust in our children as, as much. It's like we need to be there overseeing everything or, um, and I guess that comes with age as well, but just trusting that they've got it. Like this is, they've got it. They were born 
they were born ready. <laughs> like they were born with all the tools and everything they need as long as, yeah, we give them the, within reason, of course. And I think just this one piece of the the controlling factor is is hard enough for a mother. I think probably more emotionally control and the conditioning we have as mothers to I guess it's more of an emotional control maybe as mothers, but I've seen it play out differently and and probably more difficultly with with my partner, with the father of the manifester who, you know, is can really, really struggle with that lack of control, um, which can play out or can be seen as disrespect, you know, depending on the father's experience of, you know, and what their parenting skills are, if it's authoritative and all of those kinds of things. So, yeah, it's very, very difficult. And I think as humans even, we are conditioned or we're made to believe that we we do need control. It's unsafe and we feel very insecure if we don't have a little level of control. Mm, yeah. Uh, I think the other part of the control probably flows into their, what is it? The, um, their strategy. So a manifestor's strategy is they are here to inform Whereas, you know, yourself as a generator, your your strategy is to respond. My strategy as a projector is to wait to be invited. And all they have to do is to inform people of what they are going or what they want to do. And I think sometimes the control comes into it because they just want to tell us, hey, I want to go and do this or I'm going to go do this. And we feel like, no, no, you need to ask us. You need to ask permission to do something. Whereas manifestors that like having permission to do something is like this foreign concept really in their mind. I've found from my son anyway. It's like, no, I, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. That, that's my job done. And there's this sense of no, if, if you want to do something, you need to ask. That's us trying to control them, I think, like, and because because we've been conditioned that you don't tell people what you're going to do, you're meant to ask if you're allowed to do it. Um, and when you're parenting a manifester, that is something you have to get over pretty damn quickly because you might be able to occasionally get them to ask, but well, it's it doesn't happen very often. And even I've found when Ashton asks he might say it in the words of asking, but he's actually meaning I'm telling you because when you give him the answer he doesn't want, <laughs> his reaction is basically, no, no, I wasn't I wasn't asking, I'm just telling you. Yeah. And it sounds like you might be listening to this and thinking like, what the hell are these guys on about? That's insane. Like why would I just let my kid tell me what they're doing and let them rule their own life? I think it's so important to be aware that manifestors, they're given this strategy of informing because they're also given the ability to know what's right for them generally. And it's so important that we trust them in that because they they have this gift. They have everything that makes them who they are is there to support them in their decision-making and for them to know that they're usually doing things for the best of them in themselves for, you know, it might be seen as a selfish reason, but the 
the ripple effect of those things is always there for the greater good generally if they're given if they're working you know and living in alignment and they're healthy and they're in safe healthy environments so it's not that we're saying go and let your child like rule their own life <laughs> without you know just really nilly it's it's a process and yeah, I, do, I really wanted to highlight that a key part of being a manifester is that they are born with this inner knowing of what is right and best for them as well. Um, and a really big thing that's played out uh, for my son has been lying. And it's often, it's usually he has lied because he knows what's best for him. So, And he knows that if he told me or his teachers or, you know, whoever he was, whoever was, you know, the the person in his life, what he actually was doing or what he was going to want to do. He knows that he wouldn't have got the answer that he wanted or the outcome that he wanted, which would have been out of alignment for him and not what is best for him. So they're they're made, they're here to be self-focused, self-orientated, selfish, but for their own good, which the ripple effect of that, if they're able to be that, means the greater good for all. Can you relate to that, Tiff? Like, oh, 100%. So, and it, I mean, I'd be really interested to know other parents who have manifestors and know a little bit about human design and that they have a manifestor. If lying is something that comes up with manifestors consistently, because that's something we've experienced. And it is, It's it's always been in the situations where he has lied because he knew that if he had told us what he was wanting to do, he would have got told no, which I understand people also listening to this would go, well, of course, because kids can't just get to do whatever the hell they want. (laughs) And I understand that. And I suppose that's probably one of the challenges of living life as a manifester is that they are going to come up against these resistances from people going, oh no, you can't do things like that. And that is basically what they are here to do as well. And it's why, I mean, they are a small percentage of the population, but they are here to initiate change. They are here to, I think, shake shit up and create new things. And they're not going to be able to do that if they just walk in and want to do the same things that have always been done. So they're, I, I believe that's probably why they do attract so much resistance to what they want to do and how they want to live their life because they really are going up against the grain of, of, of how most people live and how a lot of us have been conditioned, this is the right way to do things. But another thing around their um, informing uh, is... And I look at Ashton every time things have gone really, really, really badly for him has been when he hasn't informed us. And so that's something that I'm trying to help him to understand that is think of all the times when everything really has turned to shit for you, mate. It's when that you did not, it wasn't just about asking permission, but if you had just told us what you wanted to do or what you were going to do, it would have been completely different because we would have known and we would have been able to either prepare ourselves or have the conversation with you around what was going to be happening and then we all would have been on the same page. But I think that that's why some manifestors have 
so many problems in their lives is because it's a strategy for a reason. It's a really important part of them living their lives as a manifester is to inform people of what they're going to do. And when they fail to do that, that's when they start living out of alignment. So we are experiencing the challenge as parents of, hang on a sec, we're meant to accept that they're not going to ask us, they're just going to tell us. But even worse is if they don't ask or tell, things really get quite messy for them. Yeah. Yep. And that's... You know, people, when they don't inform, other people feel disrespected and ignored. And yet their life will be literally filled with resistance if they don't inform people. And that's really played out in the relationship with my son and myself. And, you know, going back to, um, you know, this just might sound crazy. Like, what are you guys talking about? Just letting your kids like rule the roost. It's really, really challenging, especially when, for myself, you know, I'm learning these strategies and learning about human design, but you can't tell everyone around your child all of this information and, and they just, they kind of just accept it and go, oh, okay, cool. Well, he's a manifester. I'm just going to let him do whatever he wants. Or yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it can be very, very challenging. And especially I've seen as I'm kind of empowering and helping my son to utilize some of these tools and learn about himself and use his strategy when other people around him, yeah, are, are still very conditioned to a certain way. Um, a really some really great tips that I've learned in in informing, especially when they're teenagers and they, you know, they're they're teenage boys still as well. We're talking about our sons. And yeah, <laughs> I mean my son has really taken this on board actually, because of the difference that he has seen in our relationship with me and him. Like his whole world just changed like in an instant when I realized and I learned about who he was and he has felt this intense sense of freedom and and this ability for him to step into himself and be himself. So he, he really has engaged with it. But just some really simple tips that I've given him is like informing when it doesn't necessarily have to be like, telling a parent or a teacher or someone of authority or you know someone important in your life of something it's literally can be as small as you know when you're leaving the house or leaving a conversation of saying I'm going now or saying excuse me when I'm walking through when they're walking through a crowd it's you're literally informing the people around you of what you're doing um and even on the most smallest scale because I have seen how he, when he just does things of literally like just leaving or, um, yeah, people around him really are impacted and then without a doubt there will be an impact for him which will leave him angry or leave him pissed off or not having an outcome to something in the future involving these people because of their feeling disrespected or ignored in previous um, situations with him. Yeah, it's that it comes from that you know that urge that they can't really control, where they have that inner urge to just act on their impulses. Which you, I can understand now that I understand what a manifester is, and it's it's a really important part of them living true to their design. But they do have to learn that when they want to act on those impulses, that they do need to inform people of what they're wanting to do. And I, yeah, I, 
it's it's a slow progress with Ashton, with him taking this on board and and trusting that, okay, I just have to tell mum and dad what I'm doing and it will it will be okay. And it's also the process that I'm experiencing on our side of it is that we have to go, okay, we have to stop trying to control him and give him that freedom, especially when he does do the right thing and he comes to us and he tells us, oh, this is what I'm going to be doing today or what I'm going to be doing tomorrow or what I want to do right now and actually allow him to experience, okay, I've done that, I've followed through, done what they said around informing them and I got the outcome I wanted and I look at the times when that's all played out like that and it always works out fine. All the little fears and worries that I have had to just let go of in the moment when I've gone, I don't know, just he's informing me, he's doing the right thing, just trust that this is what he wants to do and it's all going to be fine. And it always is. It's when I fight that and try and control him that things turn sour. And I don't know about you, Sonny, but when my little manifesto gets angry, it is like, it's like an explosion. And you can actually see it within him where it's like he loses control. Once he's tipped to that point of anger, because he's not an angry person by nature, He's he's pretty cool, calm, collected most of the time. But if he gets angry, he he does. He loses control. And so that's what I've now started to understand is I go, well, I can try and control him. We can try and parent him like our other children or like how we think we should be parenting him. But what ultimately happens is it just turns terribly bad for everybody involved. He gets very, very angry, gets out of control in different ways. We then react to that situation and then the whole house is just horrible. And some and I've looked back on times where we've we've diffused it before it's got to that situation and allowed him to just, you know, okay, fine. Let let's do what you want to do. That's okay. And it's it could be perceived as, oh, you're giving in to him or, oh, you're not parenting him properly because you're allowing him to get away with things or do whatever he wanted. But until you've actually experienced what it's like to to have the manifesto energy, it's it's really interesting that you, you can fight it as much as you want, but it's it's not going to change anything, I think, is the thing that we've I've personally learned. And so now I'm approaching it from, well, if I can't change it how I want to change it, if the only way to get some peace and harmony in our in our life and but in our relationship with him is that we have to make this adjustment and start to go, okay, this is what we know about him. This is what we have to do for him. Just do it. <laughs> like it's, it's like stop trying to fight it is what I have to tell myself often. Yeah. And he knows what's best. Like I just, it's like this mantra that I say is he knows what's best. And what's best might be a situation where he learns a really valuable, important lesson, life lesson. But that was what's best for him. And if we rob that, then they're not learning that valuable lesson. And we might 
we might be able to, in hindsight, see that, well, yeah, I, I can see... I could see that that could potentially have happened or I could see how that was going to play out. But I had to let you have that experience because that's what was best for you in the time. And they always know that. And that might sound like totally crazy, but in my experience, I know it to be true. That's all I can say. My son always knows what's best for him. Even if it's not consciously. I think. Yes, even if it's not a good yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, even if it's not a good thing, like it's still best for him. Yeah. 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 So it's I, think, I think it's definitely when you look at manifestors and what they really are here to help highlight <laughs> mm. um, what conditioning exists in our society and what I've personally experienced it is, it's that need for control. I'd even say a bit of the resistance to change. Manifestors just don't seem to have that same fear around initiating change, bringing about change. So I think they really highlight a bit of that resistance to that. Um, and they don't have authority. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah no. they, they have no resistance to authority. And um, I don't know if this is something you have learned. I'm sure it is, Tiff. Like uh, manifestors historically were like the kings or the queens of the past or like dictators, you know, they were like emperors because they, number one, like were, they had this like repelling kind of strong, powerful aura that nobody else could read. They're like mysterious. So they were able to, that's how they initiate things by, by being repelling and you know, they, they have this, their own authority that they do not care what anyone else says or does. They have, they don't care about the other authorities or the rules or the regulations in a sense, because yeah, they can see a different way of doing things. And quite often, yeah, historically they've been these people in huge power and have ruled, you know, over the lands and people respect that about them. Yeah. And they're the ones that are here to create new things. They're actually the only ones that are truly the creators of innovation. Like the, the, the new things that are meant to be here are brought to existence by the manifestors. So, um, but I think like they, they highlight the conditioning around like what we expect with communication as well, just that you know, the difference between informing versus asking for permission, I think challenges a lot of the norms around how you're meant to communicate. It's rude to just tell someone you're going to do something. It's more polite to ask, whereas manifestors sort of go, yeah, well, stuff that. That's not how I roll. That's And, you know, who made up that rule anyway? And I think another really cool thing that they sort of highlight our conditioning around is that you know when they feel that urge to do something they act on their impulses whereas I feel like so many of us have been sort of discouraged from if you feel like you want to do something uh you know you should you should try and implement that in your life or you know it's they just are able to go against that conditioning around suppressing our desires in favour of, you know, sometimes whether it's conforming to things or whatever it is, they, like, they just, I am envious of that thing that they just seem to just go, nah, this is, this is me, this is what I'm doing, 
<laughs> Take it or leave it. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no care for consequence, which it seems so carefree and I don't know. Seems yeah, but I I I agree with you that there's some aspects where I just think, oh, to be so carefree must just feel so light and freeing. Yeah. Yes. It I think when you're a manifester well, I can only imagine when you're a manifester and you're getting to live your life aligned with your design, it must feel quite free and I don't know, like it must be just like this, I don't know, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but I can also see that why their not self theme is anger because when they are pushed to a point where they just keep getting held back from being the person that they are designed to be, the, old, the, the only way they really truly can react is with anger because it goes so much against what they are. And, you know, it, the other types don't have a not-self-theme of anger. I mean, yours is frustration, mine is bitter, bitterness, um, and, but I can actually understand now why my son gets to that point of anger because we actually are, by what we're doing when we – take away that freedom we take away that independence we are suppressing all those really innate parts of who he is and what he's here to bring to this world so all right well i think we've probably talked about manifestors a fair amount today i don't know what people are going to think of this episode I don't know. I I don't want this to be perceived as a negative conversation around that there's just all these problems and challenges when you are parenting them or when you are living life with a manifesto. I think it's what we've been trying to highlight in this conversation is that for all the differences that they have to so many other people because they are such a minority of the population is that just because that's the way that they're designed to do things, it's not wrong. It's it just because it's not the normal or what society sees as how things are meant to be doesn't make how manifestors are designed to live their lives wrong. And it's been more of a conversation I wanted to have because I was interested to find out from Sunny a little bit more about, you know, what her experience has been around where the conditioning in herself has been brought to life through different things that have come up with having a manifesto son. So that's really what the conversation was meant to be and maybe shine a light on what it's like to be a manifesto. If you are a manifesto or if you do know that you've got one in your life, then maybe some of the things we've spoken about today will help you to better understand them. So. Mm. And I just want to finish by saying that I believe, I fully believe with all the parts of me that, you know, our children pick us um, to be their parents and what a blessing it is to have a manifesto child, what a blessing it is to have any child and, you know, as equally the, the challenges that are there but, you know, the beauties and the, the wisdom and the gifts of having a manifesto child, I I believe, yeah, 
is such a gift that they've given us to, you know, mm. if I know we've spoken about it, like how lucky are we to be mamas of, of manifesto boys, you know, and they picked us because we could handle them <laughs> and we could, you know, we can, we're there, we are here to just help them thrive and, and make the impact that they're here to, to have in the world. Yeah, definitely. And they are, they are a blessing when you get to see them when they're living true to themselves and without being controlled and everything they are just they're magic like they and they are here to bring magic to the world I believe so we just have to let them I think that's the trick we just got to let them and then everyone will be happier so thank you for listening and I hope that you will join us for our next episode We wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we speak, the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation and the Ghana people of the Ghana country. We pay respects to their elders past and present. Thank you for listening today and we hope you enjoy our future episodes.